Executive Director for Franklin & Morrow, and welcome to our sixth episode of our podcast, Front Porch Conversations. And if this guy looks familiar, he is. It's Franklin Mayor Ken Moore, who we're not on his front porch, but we're in a place he spends probably more time than you spend on your front porch, right? Well, we're in my office, and uh, the backdrop is some of the memorabilia that I've collected uh, during my time in office, and so welcome. Well, and we appreciate you joining us. As you know, this podcast is available on our YouTube channel, as well as on the Spotify through, um, you can find any of the, this episode or any of the past episodes of Front Porch Conversations. We're gonna have about a 25 minute conversation with you and learn a little bit about the man behind the mayor. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, I better get ready. <laughs> You've seen some of the questions, but not all of them. But uh, so, you've been in Franklin how long? Well, Linda and I uh, moved here in 2004. But that wasn't your first time in Franklin now, was it? Oh, no. <laughs> you know, my wife grew up in Franklin. And for years, I heard what was such a so many fabulous stories about her growing up here and the great experiences she had. So I was very, very familiar and her parents were still living. Of course, they were here, uh, but what a great place it was to grow up for her. So who were her parents and what did they do? Well, Hal and Naomi Crow. Uh, Naomi uh, was born here and her father was the village uh, blacksmith. He had a blacksmith shop that was over on, uh, I guess that's First or Bridge Street, uh, overlooking the river, and he had a number of people that worked for him. And uh, they actually lived on First Avenue. Okay. And uh, so Hal, he was from over Shelbyville direction, and uh, I'm not quite sure how they met, but uh, they married and, you know, of course had four children. One unfortunately passed away from leukemia back when leukemia was maybe not as treatable. Uh, and Linda went to Franklin Elementary and she went to Franklin High School and uh, rode her horse all over Harlansdale and uh, all over Franklin actually, Cool Springs Mall. And then her grandparents on the, her dad's side lived out off Arno Road. And she and her cousin would get on their horses and ride out Arno Road and go visit the grandparents. Wow, so you grew up, I hear you were born in East Tennessee, but you grew up in Nashville, is that right? Uh, I grew up kind of in the Donaldson area. My father was with the Tennessee Valley Authority. And so a lot of those early years in my life, we, we lived in a lot of different towns because they moved him around quite a bit. Uh, but we kind of settled for a period of time in Donaldson when I was in the fourth grade. So fourth grade to 12th grade, I spent in Donaldson. And uh, about that time that I was finishing high school, my father was transferred to be head of personnel in Chattanooga for TVA. And so I was kind of in a dilemma because, you know, I just got out of high school and what am I gonna do? I knew what I was gonna do in my life, but. Uh, or at least I thought I did, and so uh, I just started going to school. So I started going to college that summer and 
work some, and then every summer thereafter I was in college and eventually in medical school. And of course, when you get to medical school, that's a full-time gig. So how did you decide to become a doctor and how did you choose orthopedics? Um, you know, that's a good question because I don't know whether, I'm not sure what inspired me to be a physician or a doctor. Uh, none of my family was in the medical field. I think it's just something that I was drawn to because I like to help people. And, you know, when I was about 10, I told my parents, I said, I don't want to be a doctor. And of course they were, oh yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> they just didn't know the cost of it. <laughs> uh, so that was always my focus is to, to be a medical doctor. Uh, when I went to medical school, my vision, just because of some of my exposure uh, from some of the people I'd met, I thought I'd be an obstetrician. Well, that didn't last too long. After I delivered a bunch of babies, I said, no, I don't think that's mindful for life. And so that's when I kind of started trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I liked three different areas of surgery. Uh, I liked plastic surgery. I liked some of the challenges that it offered as far as reconstructions and uh, not particularly the cosmetic side, but just some of the delicate surgery they did. I like urology, which is so far away from orthopedics, but I like some of the uh, things that you did and some of the techniques you had. And then of course, orthopedics really was probably a better fit for me because I liked kind of the mechanics of things, mm -hmm. you know, kind of the nut and bolt guy and the hammer and the chisel. Uh, and how do I, <laughs> yeah, and how to, delicate stuff. Yeah. And so how do I refine that? I, I ended up saying, well, I like hand surgery. And so a lot of my focus when I was in training was eventually being a hand surgeon. And I did a lot of first in my career uh, along the way. Uh, I did the first total knee at the City of Memphis Hospital. Uh, I did the first uh, arthroscopy and uh, whenever I went into practice in, in the community we were at. Uh, and I did a lot of things that nobody had ever done in that particular area because of you know, my training and so on. But hand surgery was really always my love and I had partners that loved to sweat and chisel and pull and push and I'd sit there, you know, you have a little table and you do hand surgery and the hand's laid out there and so it's kind of relaxed and uh, to some degree. To some degree, it, it sounds horrible, but... Uh, if you're on the receiving end, it's not that <laughs> relaxing, but if you're on the giving end, I mean, you, as someone who's had arthroscopic and carpal tunnel on both, and a broken elbow, and I, yeah, I, I just, it's not relaxing to me, I don't think. Well, thank goodness that you had <laughs> orthopedic surgeons work and on Very you. good orthopedic surgeons to work on me. So it sounds like, I always thought that you, your practice was mainly in the city of Columbia. But it did was. You, but you were in other places when you were in medical school and then after, as you started your career? Well, I did my, uh, College at Tennessee Tech and went to the University of Tennessee Health Science Center or UT Memphis for my medical school and then uh, I, UT was a, kind of a different animal then and so they had new classes every six months so to get on cycle with certain residencies and internships you know I wanted to get on the July cycle because I graduated uh, actually on my birthday in December uh, so I went and worked in Knoxville 
for about six months before I started my internship in Memphis. And uh, after I finished my internship, I wasn't certain what I wanted to do as far as medicine. And so uh, I went in the Army for two years. And that was back during the Vietnam era. And doctors didn't have much choice other than you can go in now or you can go in after your residency or your specialty training. And so then where were you when you were in the Army? I was at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, and uh, I drove over there with uh, uh, my pregnant wife at that time, and they said, well, go down there and get you a uniform, and they said, and you report here tomorrow morning, and I said, well, I thought I was supposed to go to basic training. I said, we need you now. <laughs> so I actually worked. Uh, at Fort Bragg for six months before I even went to doctor basic training, and uh, which was a fun experience. Uh, but I ended up being the uh, surgeon for the Army Training Center, and that's back when all the recruits were coming through, and I was responsible for making sure that they were fit and making sure that ones that didn't need to be in the Army didn't stay in the Army, and certainly saw a lot of injuries and things related to that. And then my last year in the Army, when Vietnam was slowing down, I spent on a, a female ward, female internal medicine ward with a fully trained internist you know, for a year. So that was a good experience. Then went back to Memphis and did some arthritis research and started my orthopedic residency at Campbell Clinic after I did a year of general surgery. Then went into practice with one of my medical school classmates. In, in Middle Tennessee. It kind of felt like coming home, coming to Columbia? Uh, well, have, yeah, I haven't grown up in Middle Tennessee, and my medical school classmate had grown up in the Nashville area, and he and I had a little different view of how we wanted to practice, and we both didn't want to be in the big city. So we looked around Middle Tennessee primarily for a, a town that needed orthopedics, and ended up in Columbia. And it was kind of a community that was ready to kind of uh, uh, embrace uh, specialty surgery like orthopedic surgery. And of course it's history now. I mean, the hospital when we went there was small and now it's a big, big hospital and uh, with every discipline almost there. Well, Columbia, a lot of people say Columbia is Franklin 10 or 15 years ago, but is that, is that true in your experience and having now lived here for, for almost 20 years? Well, I think uh, things are happening in Columbia. You know, I saw a lot of change in Columbia. When I went there, everything was phosphate. You know, Monsanto, Stauffer, all these other companies, and their focus was phosphate mining and phosphate industry. And it was really sad because all those companies went out about the same time, and so uh, you know, a lot of people lost their job, uh, and that's when Saturn shortly thereafter announced, and of course that was a big boom for employment. Pretty good lesson, don't put all your eggs in the same <laughs> basket, you know, have, have a lot of different uh, uh, industries represented, like we do in Williamson County and Franklin, uh, many, many different industries, so you're not so uh, uh, prone to a downturn whenever something happens. When you came to Franklin, did you think you'd be mayor of this town? Did 
Did you have any idea you'd be mayor of this town? <laughs> that was the furthest thing from my mind. You know, I, my uh, uh, experience when I was practicing, I had a lot to do with health policy and legislative issues that affected orthopedic surgery and, and Medicare issues, and I worked on the state and federal level. And my thought process was I, I liked that, and I thought, well, I think I'll go do a health policy fellowship for a year, and then I, I didn't know what would happen after that. And uh, well, it didn't work out. <laughs> So for a year I played golf, which was a lot of fun. And for those that don't know, I like to play golf. But yeah, I have that on here. Yeah, you do play golf. Yeah, I do play golf. And uh, so I figured out pretty quickly I didn't want to spend the rest of my life playing golf every day. And I got a phone call one day and uh, a doctor that was involved with uh, orthopedics overseas was from Nashville. He said, you want to go to Bhutan and teach orthopedic surgery? Well, my first question was not, do I want to do it? I said, where is Bhutan? <laughs> uh, so I ended up doing that. I was gone for about six weeks in uh, 2005 and uh, had a great cultural experience, a great experience teaching uh, eager uh, minds about orthopedics. And so I said, this is a pretty good gig. I think I'll do it again. So I talked to orthopedics overseas and uh, we uh, came up with, they had a slot in Ethiopia in 2006. So I went to Ethiopia and taught orthopedics. I, I had 12 orthopedic residents wow. uh, that I dealt with. And uh, that was a great experience because I got to experience a lot of different culture in Ethiopia. Uh, I got to teach orthopedic residents and uh, then the next year, I was looking at going to Moldova, and I happened to be having breakfast with one of my close friends who I'd done a lot of political things with, and uh, I don't know why he asked me that. He said, you know, they're having an alderman race in Franklin. You ought to run. And <laughs> after I finished chewing my sausage or bacon, I said, well, I think I will. <laughs> well, that was about the dumbest move in my life. I don't know if it's the dumbest move, but it was one that didn't get a lot of thought, actually. And uh, so I was in a race for alderman at large, and there were 14 candidates. And uh, so I really did a lot of uh, learning on the run at that time. Uh, you know, I heard really a lot of smart people in that race, and they'd be talking about things. and. I didn't know what they were talking about because I just hadn't been exposed to that element of uh, the city. Uh, but I walked a lot of neighborhoods and uh, uh, ended up getting the most votes and I was one of four aldermen large elected that year. Now, I didn't expect to be mayor. But you were elected vice mayor and a lot of people don't know how that works here in that the council elects the vice mayor and the, vi and the mayor runs in a separate election or on a different term. And so you were appointed the vice mayor and lo and behold. Well, <laughs> whenever uh, John Schroer, who was our mayor, who uh, uh, was doing a great job, I thought, uh, got tabbed to be uh, commissioner of the Department of Transportation for the state. Uh, I walked into the mayor slot and you know, we weren't but nine months off from the next election. And I remember the, there was a rush to ask me, was I gonna run for alderman? 
And I thought that was unusual. I said, well, I'm not running for alderman, I'm running for mayor. So uh, that was uh, three elections ago. And uh, so I ran in 2011 and I was successful in that race and I've had two elections since and been successful in those. And uh, as, as I'm looking at it down the road in 2023, I anticipate I'll do the same thing again, run for mayor. Is there is there a, a regular day or a routine day in the life of Ken Moore, the mayor of Franklin, or Ken Moore, the retired orthopedic surgeon? Is there a routine day? Well, I think it's regularly irregular. <laughs> I think that's the most consistent thing. I, I do like to get up uh, and go to the gym to start my day. Where do you go? I go to the enrichment center right now, and, and I tell the guys that are there, I say, this is the best advice I get because they want to talk about certain things. And I tell myself, this is where I really get all my information. Of course, I get a lot of information from a lot of different people, from citizens and from my staff. Do you think that people understand what the mayor does in Franklin? Because it is a, it is a different setting than maybe what they would see in another community like Nashville or even Murfreesboro, your role as mayor in Franklin is different, correct? I think it is different based on our charter and uh, basically our charter says that I'm not a full-time mayor, but in reality, <laughs> you know, with what's going on in our city, I am a full-time mayor. I think most people think that I run the city just like the mayor of Nashville runs Nashville. Uh, but. I have a city manager that runs the city that makes sure the day-to-day -day operations of the city are running efficiently. And, and my role is, you know, some of it is prescribed, such as running the meetings and representing us at certain uh, activities and so on. But also there's a lot of ability as far as mayor to kind of have a vision of what you want to do. I focused a lot on transportation. I focused on sustainability. I focused on the health in our community. Uh, so, uh, those are just a few of the initiatives. Unite Williamson, that's another one. Uh, I'm very heavily involved with a lot, you know, even statewide. I was, I'm currently uh, slated to become president of Tennessee Municipal League uh, on Tuesday of <laughs> next week. Uh, so, uh, I, I think that's the the good thing about being mayor of the city of Franklin is in many ways a mayor can create what his vision is for that job and how he leads the city forward. Um, and you don't vote unless there's a tie, right? Oh, that's so entertaining. <laughs> you know, the board laughs at me every time I have to vote. And what's strange is two times it's been pretty significant issues, but there's also two times that it was a tie for vice mayor. So. I mean, if you can imagine <laughs> me fumbling and mumbling about who I'm going to vote for, it works out. So I know, and you mentioned you're a golfer, but yes. we're trying to get to know Ken Moore, the man behind the mayor. So do you have other hobbies or are there things that people would be surprised to know? I mean, you mentioned some of the first, but do you have other hobbies? And uh, well, first of all, I have to admit that I'm a member of Yard Work Anonymous. <laughs> Uh, I told my wife a few years ago, I said, I'm done with yard work. So yard work and planning and digging is not in it. But a few years ago, I decided I wanted to learn to play the guitar. 
And so I took lessons for a while, and so I, I enjoyed just kind of sitting around with the, the guitar and playing a few songs, and I'll sing along with them and sing to the wall. Uh, <laughs> but not to people. I think probably the only people I've ever uh, played my guitar and sang to were my grandchildren uh, one Christmas. They wanted to, to hear me. So. So grandchildren, how many children and grandchildren do y'all have? Uh, we have five children between us and we have six grandchildren. Half of them are grown and half of them are still uh, in, in school. Uh, and then I have a great grandchild. Wow, great. So, um, so any other things, do, is there something that you think people would be surprised to know about Kim Moore? Would they, I mean, I think sometimes it's like you're really a shy person or you're a jokester or I don't know what is there something you would be surprised to know well I'm a big Tennessee fan uh, and I think back about a few little pranks I've pulled in re that regard I had a partner that was a big Auburn fan in fact he was more of an Auburn fan than I was a Tennessee fan he had the best new car and he had the shiniest Auburn plate on the front of it but every day when he came in, he'd walk around the backside of his car, never looked at the front of it. So he inspired me and I bought the gaudiest UT plate that I could find and put it on the front of his car. Well, for a month, he'd get out of his car and walk around, come back in. And so finally one day, it just killed me. I said, and I won't mention his name, I said, would you go out and look at the front of your car? I think there's something wrong with it. Uh, I did, I did get hit by a truck one time. Probably people don't know that. I was uh, my first day of medical school and uh, one of my newly found friends and roommates there, uh, he was from Memphis and he knew Union Avenue, which is like an eight lane road or something. And he says, we're going over to the bar and, and have a beer and we're gonna figure out how to get you elected class president. So we, Jay walked out to the middle of the road and he says, let's go. And so I went and boom, I got hit by a truck. And uh, so fortunately I had my books, and my bone box and you know, I'm laying on the ground there and uh, I look up and eventually and there's a guy in a blue uniform there and he's writing me a ticket for jaywalking. <laughs> so I couldn't sit down for a month. Uh, but I won the class presidency. <laughs> Dedication. Dedication. Uh, that was, you just have to do what you got to do sometime to get elected. So being elected mayor was not your first big election. No. Not being class president. Well, I, I, I've always been blessed to have some leadership roles. I was, uh, uh, when I was in college, I was treasurer of the student body. And then in medical school, I was class president and, uh, Along the line, we'll see, I've served as uh, president of the Tennessee Orthopedic Society, the Tennessee Hand Society. I've been president of the Clinical Orthopedic Society, which is the second oldest orthopedic organization in America. Uh, and so now, rather than being orthopedic presidents, I'm <laughs> headed into the mayor presidency. So, um, is Linda a golfer? Or, I know you all enjoy travel, but tell me, is she a golfer, or do you all look for other interests when you're traveling? Uh, she encouraged me to play golf, but she tried golf for a little while and 
made the mistake of asking the, the uh, golf pro, says, how much time to play to be good? And he said, oh, two or three times a week. And she gave him the club back, never went back. She, Linda's very interested in uh, making a home and uh, she loves to cook. Uh, she's uh, loves animals. She's an animal advocate. She's very involved as far as supporting Harlandsdale and uh, getting things done at Harlandsdale Farm. Uh, she's just a good person. She she's does. had a little side business in the past, but she's quit that. So do you have a favorite place on earth? Oh, wow. Uh, that's a tough one uh, because we travel pretty extensively. Uh, but probably if I would have to say uh, a place that I'd like to go back to would be Bhutan. And just because it was such a great cultural experience and I got so much exposure to uh, their national folks, you know, the finance minister and the health minister and uh, just a whole array of people in addition to my friend Hado who was a colonel in the military, he had royal blood and his classmate was the king. And so his job was uh, bodyguard to the princesses at that time. But I, I could tell you uh, a lot of little tales about things that happened there that were so much fun. Let's not get Cotto in any trouble, okay? Oh, this would not get Cotto in trouble. I didn't do anything like that. So we're going to wrap up our conversation, but do you, now as you said you're in your third term as mayor and you are looking ahead to possibly a fourth term, do you consider yet what your legacy is in Franklin? You know, uh, legacy is not a focus of mine, quite honestly. Uh, I've talked to my wife about it before, I said, you know, whenever they name a bridge after somebody or put up a bust about somebody, it's not too long till people are saying, who was that? So I've never really focused on that. I think that uh, I've been blessed to, to get inspired by a lot of things and uh, get involved with them. And I'm still learning to be mayor and I, I'm finding out what an important job it is every single day but also the opportunities it creates to build a community and make our community better. And I think that's, uh, if, if anybody said, what's your legacy? I would hope that they would say, well, Franklin's a better place to live because you were mayor. Well, thanks so much for letting us get to know a little bit about you behind the scenes. Well, thank you for taking time to talk with us and I hope you enjoyed this episode of Front Porch Conversations and we'll see you around town on a porch somewhere else. Yeah, say hello to me whenever you come by. Thanks.